Welcome to the Authorpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, thriller writer, Amelia Hay. On this podcast, I will bring you writing, book marketing, and self-publishing advice so that you can create your dream author business, build your author platform, and be creatively independent. You can find the episode show notes and lots more information on the podcast page at ameliahay.com forward slash podcast. Hello writers, are you struggling to figure out how to start your novel? Quite often we place so much emphasis on the first sentence or paragraph and not the larger scene. In three-act structure, this larger scene is referred to as the ordinary world. In this episode, we're going to discuss why this scene is so important and I'll share seven tips to help you write a great ordinary world scene. So let's get started. Before we dive into this episode, I want to point out a few necessary pieces of information. I'm a thriller writer. By admitting this, I would like to point out that my story structure method reflects this genre. This is the reason why I started off with a story hook and not the ordinary world scene. A thriller novel starts off with a crime being committed or the discovery of a crime. If you're writing a romance, then you may not want to have the hook as a separate scene, but an element within the ordinary world scene. Once again, before we get started, I would like to point out that this episode will contain a few minor spoilers from the thriller novel Sanctus by Simon Twain. This episode is the second installment of my three-act structure mini-series. If you've just joined me on this podcast, then I'll link the previous two episodes, The Hook and Three-Act Structure, in the show notes over on my blog. Today I'll focus on the next plot point in the first act. This plot point is the ordinary world scene. In a nutshell, the ordinary world plot point sits at the start of Act 1. It introduces the protagonist who lives a certain life, and it sets the stage for disruption. I also want to point out that I'm unpacking a thriller novel, so if you're writing a different genre that isn't a thriller, mystery, or suspense, then the hook and your ordinary world scene could appear in the same scene. You need to make sure that you're writing to genre expectations and you're delivering something that your readers expect. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, it's actually quite a good thing. By writing to reader expectations, you're more likely to get more positive reviews because someone will go to the thriller novel section of a library looking for a thriller novel. They won't particularly be too thrilled if they're getting a cosy mystery or even like a romantic thriller. You have you need to write to, well, you need to write with your reader in mind. And I think that's super important. So what do you need to include in a great ordinary world scene? There are seven things you need to do in the ordinary world scene. I know this sounds like a lot of things to think about, but I wanted to break down the elements so it's easy for you to follow. But before we unpack these seven elements, I want to give you a quick recap of the ordinary world scene in Sanctus where we meet the protagonists. Just a note about Sanctus, it actually has a huge cast. And what I found as I read it, it wasn't until this particular scene that I actually latched onto a character and was really invested in seeing this character's story, their progression through the story. 
And it's not to say that the first few scenes of Sanctus were great. They were, su they were super intriguing, but I didn't care about any of those characters in the scene because I sort of felt like maybe these are the bad guys. To be honest, that's what I felt. So it wasn't at all this particular scene and I met the, the protagonist who we later know her name is Liv, that I sort of felt like, yeah, I want to keep reading. I definitely want to keep reading this book. So I want to find out, you know, all of the questions you're left asking yourself after you read this scene. In the Sanctus Ordinary World scene, we see Liv Adamson is in Central Park on Bow Bridge, holding an envelope in her hand. The envelope is from the US Bureau of Vital Records. At this stage, we don't know for sure that Liv is her name, but we can only assume that she's opening her own mail. The information in this scene is dished out gradually. She's reminiscing about moments she had spent with a guy in New York. She contemplates opening the envelope, and eventually she does. And when she does, the letter reads, Eighty absence, no evidence, officially deceased. At this stage, we don't know the relationship she has with the missing or now deceased person. We get the impression she had been looking into this person's whereabouts for quite some time. In this scene, she had a goal to find this man and get answers, but she had failed. He had officially been de declared deceased due to absence. She still doesn't understand what happened to him, and her memories of him are starting to fade. She gives the man a symbolic Viking death as he wanted even though there's still a chance that he might be alive. Tip number one, provide contrast. You need to show the hero's normal life at the start of the story before the adventure begins. In saying this, the hero's life shouldn't be all tiptoeing through daisies. They need to have problems. This is precisely the situation we see Liv Adamson, the protagonist in The Ordinary World scene for Sanctus. In this scene, Liv is consumed with her problem of not knowing the whereabouts of the missing person. As the story progresses, this, this scene is in complete contrast with the setting of the rest of the book which is in ruin. We know at some point her entire world will be turned upside down and at this moment she is completely unaware. Obviously the reason why we know this is the point of showing this scene is so you can completely turn their world upside down and you have something to compare it to. This is what they were like at the start. This is what their life looks like now. This is really the point. That's why it's called The Ordinary World. Tip number two is to raise questions. Add to the mystery of the opening scene. Feed the reader answers to some questions while keeping some questions left unanswered. If you start with action, build an emotional connection first by answering the following two questions. Who is the character and what's at stake for them? As the ordinary world scene in Sanctus develops, we are drip-fed information. We are left to guess about her relationship with the missing person, but we don't know what that relationship is. All we know is that she's been looking for him for quite some time. This question is left unanswered. Just like we don't know her name for sure, we can only assume she is opening her own mail. Throughout this scene, the protagonist is referred to in the feminine third person, she or her. So we are left with very little information. We're just sort of left to guess and piece the puzzle together on our own and I think this is actually a trademark of great storytelling is that you don't dish everything up to the reader on a silver platter that you leave them to guess and piece the puzzle of the story 
together in their own mind because you're first assuming that the reader is intelligent and can sort of read between the lines. And when people read thrillers and mystery and suspense, what they want to do is they want to escape from their ordinary world into another world and they want to be able to piece the story together. And it's it's a form of an escapism, so it's entertainment. When you do feed information and, and leave questions to the reader you need to sort of hold back and not be tempted to give too much information at once Tip number three is to provide a goal for the protagonist. So what does the protagonist want? This goal may change, but focus on what they want at the side of the story before everything falls apart. Liv's focus in this scene is her search for the details regarding the whereabouts of the missing person, and the state has officially declared him deceased. Everyone else has given up, and she is forced to admit defeat. She still has no answers, no real answers anyway. She has failed to achieve her goal and this is where the scene ends she's had this massive failure in her life she really wants to know where this person is and she just doesn't know and due to the cooperation of larger government bodies she's forced to admit defeat Tip number four is to build a connection between the protagonist and the reader. Another goal of the ordinary world scene is to present a flawed but sympathetic protagonist. As an author, you want the reader to build a connection with your main character. This connection is what will keep the reader turning the pages of your book. Toyn does an excellent job of this by presenting us with a protagonist who is searching for a missing loved one and is forced to give up all hope and mourn the loss of them. This is something we all can relate to losing a loved one most people can connect to this it's a part of the human experience we all have or will have to deal with this at some point Tip number five is to set the scene with the essential details. At this stage of the story, you aim to keep the reader turning the pages. Considering this goal, you only want to set the scene with the essential details because everything outside of that can be boring. So it's just enough to create intrigue. When we first meet the protagonist, we know she's in Central Park on Bow Bridge. But that's it. We know nothing about the season the, or the surrounding scene. As the reader, we are left to fill in the blanks in our mind. The first part of the scene is devoted to the letter in her hand. It's almost as if the author thinks the entire surrounding scene isn't necessary. And that's obviously a huge hint that this letter is the most important thing in this scene. It's not, it's the contents of the letter. It's in some parts, it's her reaction, but it's more her le the letter and what it says. Tip number six is build a bridge to the backstory. Presenting backstory isn't a license to info dump. It's important to release information as it is necessary for the reader, but don't underestimate the reader's ability to read between the lines. In this scene, we see this in action in two different ways. The first is by not confirming the protagonist's name and letting us figure it out for ourselves, but only at first. The second is the flashbacks where Liv recalls the moments she shared with her loved one. We are given ju just enough information to understand an element of their relationship and nothing more than that. Tip 
number seven is to start the journey towards the story goal. The protagonist fails to achieve this initial goal. As a result, creates a new goal. The new goal is the story's bigger goal and drives the protagonist forward to the rest of the story. At the end of the scene, we know that Liv has not achieved her goal. She has reached a dead end. We know that she has been presented with a decision, a decision that comes in the form of a what next moment. But we don't know what she will do. She gave her loved one a Viking send-off by burning the letter, but what we don't know is will she accept this and move on with her life or will she continue to search on her own without official help from the government? Before I wrap up this episode of the Indie Entrepreneur podcast, I wanted to leave you with a few examples of the ordinary world seen in literature as well as a little bit of further reading. I will leave links to these books in the show notes on my website. At the site of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Harry Potter is living with his aunt and uncle and is sleeping under the stairwell. In these scenes we get a glimpse of his life before the letter arrives from Hogwarts. The opening scene of J.F. Penn's Stone of Fire starts with the protagonist Morgan Sierra going about her usual day in Oxford. In the first scene of Lee Child's Killing Floor, Jack Reacher is sitting in Eno's diner eating eggs and drinking coffee. We get a sense that Jack, that Reacher wanders from town to town and it sets the tone for the novel and the entire series and is the perfect introduction to Jack Reacher. For those of you who want to dig a little deeper into writing a great ordinary world scene, then I recommend The Writer's Journey Mythic Structure for Writers, the third edition by Christopher Voigler. The ordinary world scene information starts in book two on page 83. I know I mentioned this before, but if you want to read a great ordinary world scene, then I highly recommend reading the opening scene of The Killing Floor by Lee Child. I have to confess, I'm not a Jack Reacher fan, but this opening scene is great and really does tick all the boxes for a compelling ordinary world plot point. It really does set the tone for the entire series. Every Jack Reacher book you will read after The Killing Floor has this same story concept where he just wanders around all these tiny towns and you know he finds trouble for himself and this is the concept of the Jack Reacher series. The main job of the ordinary world scene is to encourage the reader to continue to turn the pages of the book. This page turning effect is created by following these seven elements. Just to refresh your memory, these seven elements are provide contrast, raise questions, provide a goal for the protagonist, create a connection between the reader and the main character, set the scene with the essential details, build a bridge to the backstory, and start the journey towards the initial story goal. As always, I have to ask, are you writing your first novel or are you writing an ordinary world scene? Which tip did you find most hopeful? Let me know by coming over to the blog post or the YouTube channel and sharing in the comments section. Thank you for listening and I'll see you in the next episode of the Indie Authorpreneur podcast where I will discuss the inciting incident plot points. Thank you for listening to the Authorpreneur podcast. If you're new to this podcast or want to be notified about more episodes just like this, then click the subscribe button right now. I'm your host, Amelia Hay, and I'll see you next week for another episode.